What if I open the podcast with just like a heinous sneeze? Just like a like a really loud, really ridiculous sneeze. I'm like, it's an image. <clears throat> Probably. And then I would be mad at you. I think I can live with that. I think I'm going to do that as soon as possible. You think it's worth it? You know what we used to do? I took a uh, seminar on missions. And we, we had these classes at Boston Baptist College where I got kicked out. And um, they were called blitz classes. So they were two weeks long. And they were five hours a day. Ugh. And so this one year, we're at the back of this missions seminar. And we took... Remember, I got kicked out of Bible college. But we took toilet paper when we rolled it up like really thin and we would stick it up our noses as far as we could and make ourselves just sneeze like ridiculously and so maybe i will open the podcast with one of those that's all that's my whole story the, yep i don't even know where and that, that is my story you. today <laughs> yeah now you know <clears throat> the rip of the story did you ever listen to paul harvey no i didn't steve harvey though on Paul Family Harvey's Feud. Not too, you're not too young for Paul Harvey, are no, you? No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just not holy enough. He was... What? I don't he know. He was talk radio, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, I've he heard, was fine. I've heard one or two. I've heard, one, I've heard one or two. I liked Paul Harvey. Yeah, it's great. Good day? That's what he would say. Good day? Wow. Good. Yeah. Anyway, it's I don't great. know how we got here, but... Um, Speaking of how did we get here, today is day... 18. And we are reading Genesis 42 through 43 and John 9, 1 through 23. Joseph's brothers go to Egypt. Genesis chapter 42. When Jacob heard that grain was available in Egypt, he said to his sons, Why are you standing around looking at one another? I have heard there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy enough grain to keep us alive. Otherwise, we'll die. So Joseph's ten older brothers went down to Egypt to buy grain. But Jacob couldn't let Joseph's younger brother, Benjamin, go with them for fear that some harm might come to him. So Jacob's sons arrived in Egypt along with others to buy food, for the famine in Can- was in Canaan as well. Since Joseph was governor of all Egypt and in charge of selling grain to all people, it was him that his brother it was to him that his brothers came. When they arrived, they bowed before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph recognized his brothers instantly, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. "Where are you from?" he demanded. "From the land of Canaan," they replied. "We've come to buy food." Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they didn't recognize him, and he remembered the dreams he'd had about them many years before. He said to them, You are spies. You've come to see how vulnerable our land has become. No, my lord, they exclaimed. Your servants have simply come to buy food. We are all brothers, members of the same family. We are honest men, sir. We are not spies. Yes, you are, Joseph insisted. You've come to see how vulnerable our land has become. Sir, they said, There are actually 12 of us. We, your servants, are all brothers, sons of a man living in the land of Canaan. Our youngest brother is back there with our father right now, and one of our brothers is no longer with us. But Joseph insisted, As I said, you are spies. This is how I will test your story. I swear by the life of Pharaoh that you will never leave Egypt unless your youngest brother comes here. One of you must go and get your brother. I'll keep the rest of you here in prison. Then we'll find out whether or not your story is true. By the life of Pharaoh, if it turns out that you don't have a younger brother, then I'll know you're spies. So Joseph put them all in prison for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, I'm a God-fearing man. If you do as I say, you'll live. If you really are honest men, choose one of your brothers to remain in prison. The rest of you may go home with grain for your starving families. But you must bring your youngest brother back to me. This will prove that you are telling the truth and you will not die. To this they agreed. 
Speaking amongst themselves, speaking among themselves, they said, Clearly we are being punished because of what we did to Joseph long ago. We saw his anguish when he pleaded for his life, but we wouldn't listen. That's why we're in this trouble. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy? Reuben asked. But you wouldn't listen. And now we have to answer for his blood. Of course, they, they didn't know that Joseph understood them, for he had been speaking to them through an interpreter. Now he turned away from them and began to weep. When he regained his composure, he spoke to them again. Then he chose Simeon from among them and had, had him tied up right before their eyes. Joseph then ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks with grain, but he also gave secret instructions to return each brother's payment at the top of his sack. He also gave them supplies for their journey home. So the brothers loaded their donkeys with the grain and headed for home. But when they stopped for the night and one of them opened his sack to get grain for his donkey, he found the money on top of his sack. Look, he exclaimed to his brothers, my money has been returned. Here, It's here in my sack. Then their hearts sank. Trembling, they said to each other, what has God done to us? When the brothers came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, they told him everything that had happened to them. The man who was governor of the land spoke very harshly to us, they told him. He accused us of being spies scouting the land. But we said we are honest men, not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of one father. One brother is no longer with us, and the youngest is at home with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man who is the governor of the land told us, This is how I will find if you out if you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take grain for your starving families and go home, go on home. But you must bring your youngest brother back to me. Then I will know <clears throat> you are honest men and not spies. Then I will give you back your brother, and you may trade freely in the land. As they emptied out their sacks, there in each man's sack was a bag of money he had paid for the grain. The brothers and their father were terrified when they saw the bags of money. Jacob exclaimed, You are robbing me and my, of my children. Joseph is gone, Simeon is gone, and now you want to take Benjamin too? Everything is going against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. I will be responsible for him, and I promise to bring him back. But Jacob replied, My son will not go down with you. His brother Joseph is dead, and he is all I have left. If anything should happen to him on your journey, you would send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. Genesis chapter 43. The brothers return to Egypt. But the famine continued to ravage the land of Canaan. When the grain they had brought from Egypt was almost gone, Jacob said to his sons, Go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah said, The man was serious when he warned us, You won't see my face again unless your brother's with you. If you send Benjamin with us, we will go down and buy more food. But if you don't let Benjamin go, we won't go either. Remember, the man said, You won't see my face again unless your brother's with you. Why are were you so cruel to me? Jacob moaned. Why did you tell him you had another brother? The man kept asking us questions about our family, they replied. He asked, is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? So we answered his questions. How could we know he would say, bring your brother down here? Judah said to his father, send the boy with me and we will be on our way. Otherwise, we will all die of starvation. And not only we, but you and our little ones. I personally guarantee his safety. You may hold me responsible if I don't bring him back to you. Then let me bear the blame forever. If we hadn't wasted all this time, we could have gone and returned twice by now. So their father Jacob finally said to them, If it can't be avoided, then at, least, then at least do this. Pack your bags with the best products of this land. Take them down to the manna's gifts. Balm, honey, gum, aromatic resin, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Also take double the money that was put back in your sacks, as it was probably someone's mistake. Then take your brother and go back to the man. May God Almighty give you mercy as you go before the man, so that he will release Simeon and let Benjamin return. But if I must lose my children, so be it. So the men packed Jacob's gifts and doubled the money and headed off with Benjamin. 
They finally arrived in Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the manager of his household, These men will eat with me this noon. Take them inside the palace, then go slaughter an animal and prepare a big feast. So the man did as Joseph told him and took them into Joseph's palace. The brothers were terrified when they saw that they were being taken into Joseph's house. It's because of the money someone put in our sacks last time we were here, they said. He plans to pretend we stole it. Then he will seize us, make us slaves, and take our donkeys. What's the donkeys? A feast at Joseph's palace. The brothers approached the manager of Joseph's household and spoke to him at the entrance of the palace. Sir, they said, we came to Egypt once before to buy food, but as we were returning home, we stopped for the night and opened our sacks. Then we discovered that each man's money, the exact amount paid, was on top of his sack. Here it is. We've brought it back with us. We also have additional money to buy more food. We have no idea who put the money in our sacks. Relax. Don't be afraid, the household manager told them. Your God, the God of your father, must have put this treasure into your sacks. I know I received your payment. Then he released Simeon and brought him out to them. The manager then led the men into into Joseph's palace. He gave them water to wash their feet and provided food for their donkeys. They were told they would be eating there, so they prepared their gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon. When Joseph came home, they gave him the gifts they had brought him. Then they bowed low to the ground before him. After greeting them, he asked, How is your father, the old man you spoke about? Is he still alive? Yes, they replied, Our father, your servant, is alive and well. And they bowed low again. Then Joseph looked at his brother Benjamin, the son of his own mother. Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? Joseph asked, May God be gracious to you, my son. Then Joseph hurried from the room because he was overcome with emotion for his brother. He went into his private room where he broke down and wept. After washing his face, he came back out, keeping himself under control. Then he ordered, Bring out the food. The waiter served Joseph at his own table, and his brothers were served at a separate table. The Egyptians who ate with Joseph sat at their own table because Egyptians despise Hebrews and refused to eat with them. Joseph told each of his brothers where to sit, and to their amazement, he seated them according to age, from oldest to youngest. And Joseph filled their plates with food from his own table, giving Benjamin five times as much as he gave the others. So they feasted and drank freely with him. Okay, we'll jump forward here. John chapter 9. What are we, 1 through? 1 through 23. Okay. Jesus heals a man born blind. John chapter 9. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? Well, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. We must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. His neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks like him. But the beggar kept saying, yes, I'm the same one. They asked, who healed you? What happened? He told them, the man they called Jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and told me, go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Where is he now, they asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been blind to the Pharisees, because it was on the Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisees asked the man all about it. So he told them, he put mud over my eyes, and then I washed it away, I could see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man Jesus is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, but how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them. 
Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, What's your opinion about this man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man had been blind and could now see, so they called his, in his parents. Then they asked them, Is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? His parents replied, We know this is our son and that he was born blind, but we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. Oh, sorry. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why they said, he is old enough, ask him. And, and that, that is, is our reading, reading today. today. I thought you were passing it off to me with two verses left. That and I thought funny. that was pretty funny. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Hey, so we read that and we had two questions in mind. We thought, hmm, how does this help me love God more? And how does this help me love others more? So, Allison... How does this help me love others more? Ooh. I know. I never do that. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So do you, do I do I say it now or do I go after you say God first? Oh, that's a good question. I know. Well, say it now. Go ahead. Oh, you can okay. go first. I'm just mixing it up. Yeah. Um, Gotta switch it up sometimes. I love that they they <laughs> they said why was this why was this man born blind was it because of his sins or his parents' sins. And Jesus says it's not because of his sins or his parents' sins. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is definitely something that can help me love others more because mm-hmm. um, I think uh, we tend to try to figure out the blame a lot of times or the reason why somebody's going through something or something is bad or hard. And in this example, Jesus was saying, God's... This is so God's glory can be seen through him. This isn't because of something that he did. Because, I mean, if we get down to it, if we were, if every sin that we committed came with a a, a visible consequence to other people, Mm -hmm. that would would be drastically different, right? Um, But we want to think that way sometimes, I think, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like when you hear, I, I hear all the time, especially with young people now about, you know, karma, karma. Oh, I know. Oh, that's karma. Isn't karma great? And I'm like, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure about that? You're really sure because um, mercy's pretty great too. I think we all enjoy that, right? So we don't have visible consequences to everything that we do, but we like to think that we do or that others do. Others do, yeah, for sure. Um, But in this, Jesus steps in and says, no, this the glory of God can be seen through what this man is going through because I'm gonna he's gonna heal him, right? So when it can help me love others more to look at people who are going through something or who have a bad situation or something like that and say, what? How can I see God work through this? You know, how can I, how can I watch God in this scenario? Whether it be um, not necessarily through Him healing. It doesn't always have to be that because it may not be, or not on the on earth anyway. Right. But how can I see God work through this, and yeah. how can I love the, love people more because watching God work through them? Yeah, I think that's really true. And I I used to have a really hard time with this story because I'm like, okay, so this guy had to live blind for all those years just so Jesus could heal him. Mm. Like, that's rough. Mm. But think about it. There were a lot of people who could see that met Jesus, and were not convinced of who he was. Mm. And yet this guy gets to meet Jesus. Mm. He at least identifies him as a prophet. And as soon as I'm sure, as soon as someone explains more truth to him, we don't know what happened to this guy, but as soon as someone explains more truth to him, I bet he accepts him, right? He believes him, right? So I just think that it's, 
I don't know. It's it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. awesome that, you know, who cares? I would spend all my life blind if it meant that I could see Jesus and, like, understand who he is and whatever. And I love what you said about God working things through. Like, God was making it. God had a plan for this guy the whole time. And he had to go through some hard times. Mm-hmm. And he had to suffer. And, you know, and we, we do that too. Yeah. And I think this is what helps me love God more is understanding that even the hard times, the things we suffer, um, the hardships, the... Uh, betrayals of our brothers selling us into slavery, mm-hmm. all of those things turn around mm-hmm. into something beautiful. God can use all of it for something beautiful. I often will tell people who ask me, well, why did God do this? Why does God do that? I often will tell people, God is not the author of our suffering, but he can make it beautiful. And so I think that that's the case for this guy. I think that's the case for Joseph, that you know God didn't author their suffering, right? God, God's desire wasn't for this guy to be born blind. Instead, mm-hmm. he's going to use that. Yeah. He's going to use that fact. And even if he did, God did say, hey, I'm going to make this guy born blind so that later my son can come and heal him. Mm-hmm. Even that is still a good thing. Yeah. Like ultimately, it's yeah. a good thing, right? So yes, there was some hardship in it. Yes, there was um, you know, a long road to get there. Um, but God's original intention for creation was not that people would be born blind. Like that's mm-hmm. something that sin causes, right? And that God uses, but sin causes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So that's what I would say. This helps me love God more because it really helps me put into focus the idea that he doesn't author our suffering, but he does make it beautiful mm-hmm. and nothing is wasted. He uses all of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's comforting. Yeah. Can I just say how much I love Ruben's response? See, I told you. Told you guys we shouldn't kill our brother or whatever. And now look where we are. Yeah. Look what look what's happening now. And I don't know why that story was making me laugh more than usual. Like especially where he's um, Jacob says, "Why are you guys just standing around looking at each other? Go buy some grain. Go get some grain." Well, you got to think too. Like <laughs> it wasn't like you know where our cupboards are bare at our house and mm-hmm. hannah's like hey what are you doing like go get some food and mm-hmm. then i drive to dylan's right 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 <laughs> you know, like <laughs> this he's you got to eat a certain amount every day in order to continue living and he's like we are running out of days for you idiots to go get us some food i also like when jacob says benjamin's all i have left i was just gonna say <laughs> that i was like good lord he's like Guys, he's talking to nine me. of his sons. <laughs> Benjamin's all I've got you left. You can't have Benjamin. He's all I've got. Yeah. So you guys go die. <laughs> and then Jake, I mean, uh, Joseph's like, oh, Benjamin, <laughs> my brother. Oh, no, I know. Mom and dad, too. I guess, you know, maybe that made it more special. But the fact that you can have five times the food. Yeah. I do also enjoy that they sent that he sent his brothers to eat at the kids' table. Yeah, he did. He messed with them for yeah, this whole story. He did. Like, let me put your money back in your bag. Yeah. Let me like, go home and prove to you me. Know you, know. you know what did stand out to me from the text that maybe I've never noticed before is how long they were gone. Because mm-hmm. they were gone a long time. They used up almost all the grain. You know, Simeon was probably back there like, okay, guys. For real. Yeah, That's what I was thinking is what's now. going through Simeon's mind oh, in all of this. Like, am I just going to stay in jail forever? Like, well, I mean, they don't have the best track record of, yeah. you know, yeah. selling. Oh, uh, yeah, Simeon, you can stay. You stay. You stay, we'll, bro. We'll be back. Yeah, that's we'll fine. be back. Don't, don't worry. worry. Don't, Trust us. Don't we're worry. Tr- when they said we're trustworthy, <laughs> we're honest men. And- yeah, we would never hurt our brother <laughs> Simeon, ever. <laughs> I don't know why this was so funny this time. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. All right. 
That was great. Yep. Hey, guys. Super proud of you. Yes, Keep I going. Guess. Don't stop. Um, we're working through all of it. Um, we're going to finish the book of Genesis soon. Mm-hmm. I think Sunday. And we've got the book of John rolling, and things are going really well. So mm-hmm. don't quit. You're doing awesome. You Super are. proud of you. And we will be back to read to you again tomorrow. I yes. think it's me and Chip, if I had to guess. It is you and Chip. Wow. Chips defer. Chips defer. The Chips man. Defer. The one. The one and only. The only. The Chips defer. The Chips defer. Chips defer. El Nathan. Bunkered. The whole Obama. Yeah. Back book. Back book. Back book. My chickens say that. Do they say that? Yeah, they say back book. Back book.